Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. All right, guys, welcome back to the Rich Hills Golf Show podcast, episode 191. Back in the studio, me and Guy, it's been an epic week. Yes, it? it has. It has been phenomenal for many, 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 many reasons, which we can't t- wait to talk about in this week's podcast episode. Well, this is, are we going to put this out today, Tuesday? Can Correct. you do it, Matt? Can you get this done in time? He will. He will. Of course he will. So we didn't record Monday, uh, which is when we normally record our podcast, because, Rick, it was your birthday. Happy birthday. And everybody knows I go completely silent on my birthday. Yes. I have a non-talking policy. Correct. So there's no way I could have done the podcast yesterday. Correct. Because I was completely silent all day. Are you not out of, you're not grown out of the age we have a day off for your birthday? <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> maybe I should have done. Um, you know, you know what though. Truth be told, as well, it was quite a heavy weekend. I can imagine. So there was a little bit of spillover. Mm. It, Monday morning, birthday. You thinking? Go on, Rick. Treat yourself. Put the day off. Yeah, it was good. I and uh, that the birthday was wasn't great. Just another year older. I, I I had a bit of a real crisis yesterday. What? I'm hitting forty. <laughs> <laughs> Sod off. I'm at the age now where I genuinely feel like for the first time in my entire life, Mm -hmm. I'm now old. Hmm. Yes. I'm going to caveat that in certain situations. Let me elaborate. (laughs) You walk into Muirfield Clubhouse, the honourable company of Edinburgh golfers. You're a young man in that situation, I would say. A little bit wet behind the ears, but young, but naive. Agreed. However... You walk into a bar on a Friday at half 11, 10 o'clock, whatever it might be, evening time. You're an old boy. It's more, do you know what? It's more the number. The number? It's not particularly how I feel. It, it's a real, so I'm 37 now. <sighs> at 36, 40. I'm still in my mid thirties. Correct. 37, I'm like, oh, that's it. Yeah. I'm done. I'm 40. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's a big change in it number. Is. It's a bit like... 10.30, sorry, 9.30 is the morning. Correct. Okay. Yeah. 9.45, it feels like it's pretty much lunchtime. <laughs> Do you get what I mean? Well, the worrying thing for you now is we could have a listener who's 18, who is driving the car, uh, let's say down the speedway, it'll be very American, down the motorway, listen to this podcast. 
you could be their father. How's that make you feel? Well, there was that one time I went to America <laughs> 18 years ago. Um, yeah, I feel, I don't know. I, I, it's a weird age. Anyway, thank you for all the beautiful messages. Really nice comments. Uh, so many people remembered. Really? Yeah. Weirdly remembered. Like loads of people commented. I reckon, you know, often it's because, oh, you, you have the same birthday as my dad or you have the same birthday as my brother or whatever, which well, is quite nice. That you retweeted the famous birthdays tweet as well. That was at 11 o'clock last night. Oh, okay, and they're all coming fast before that. Wait, honestly, wow. since I woke up. I was going to do a story on my Instagram and say happy birthday, but I didn't know how public you wanted it to be, so I decided not to. Yeah, to be honest, I'm not really into all that. No. Even, like, gone are the days, my, even my wife said, I'm not going to do a... But I was like, good, don't want you to. I think you just save it till you're 40th now. Go she big. said, I want to say it to your face. She said, happy birthday. I went, great. She went, thank you. And I went, well, there's thanks. no card. Oh, yeah, of course. But as in like, she didn't have to put it on oh, Facebook. Oh, on social media. I'm with, oh, yeah, yeah. Do you I'm know what I mean? Yes, yes. No, she, it, yeah, I'm she with said you, sorry. to me, I'm not going to post it all on social media. And I said, okay, fine. Yeah. So I'm going to tell Because how many times on a birthday do you see like, oh, happy birthday to my lovely husband. And I'm thinking, I bet. In real life, they probably don't think that. No. But that's social bloody media it for is, you. It's all a lie. Eh? Anyway, first off, I don't think we can continue without talking about the epic victory. Friend of the show, Ricky Fowler. So Richard Fowler, yeah. He um, has been knocking at the door of winning a event a lot recently. And I'm very chuffed and somewhat gutted. And let me elaborate on to why. You filmed with Ricky Fowler at the back end of last year <laughs> and I couldn't go because of family commitments. And you met him. You did a podcast with him. It was insane. You did a 10 shot challenge with him, which was insane. And you... It's funny you say family commitment. You, your wife was heavily pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> you made that sound really <laughs> dramatic. Your wife was heavily pregnant. <laughs> That's why you couldn't go. I couldn't go to see Ricky Fowler. And um, you all came back, yourself and the team, and said what an amazingly nice, friendly guy he was. He, he was, honestly, he was phenomenal. We spent a full day together at Medalist, his home golf course. He, he just turned up on his own, rocked up, was more than friendly. We had lunch together. We did a great podcast episode, which is still available, obviously, on the podcast platforms. I'm sure many of you in the clubhouse have already listened to that episode. And you know what? What was really interesting, when I was recording that podcast, I was looking at a man who wasn't deflated, but you could tell he, he wasn't quite his, his self. Mm -hmm. You know, he was at the back end of last year. He just, and I mean very just, started working with Butch Hardman again, who he'd had great success with in the past. Mm -hmm. And you could just tell he was kind of going through this kind of transitional period, this change, but he wasn't the Ricky Fowler now. You see winning. like mm. in, Even in that window, that five, six-month window, He's changed enormously. His confidence has gone through the roof. Yeah. I think his last nine starts, I'm pretty sure almost every single one of them was in the top 15. It's insane. And now he's obviously gone on to win the Rocket Mortgage Classic in Michigan, USA, with a three-man playoff against Morikawa and Adam Hadwin. Um To birdie the 72nd hole to get into the playoff was pretty epic. He stiffed yeah. it. He then hit a wayward tee shot in his playoff and then stuck a really good iron shot into about 15, 20 feet. 
And then when he boxed that putt, what a, what a lovely reaction. Yeah. Wasn't it? You could just tell it was like, it was relief. He, he's definitely been trending. And the reason I said at the start of this conversation, I was gutted. Now, obviously, I was gutted he won, but I was good I didn't get to meet him in the capacity that you have because I'd love to have met him. He's a guy that I was rooting for. I think a lot of people do. There's something about Ricky Fowler that I think he's, he's proven he's one of the best golfers in the world on his day. He's been a likable guy. The last few weeks when he hasn't quite sealed the deal and won, he's been see, he's been seeing spotted signing autographs and doing pictures till whenever, you know, even after that upset of not winning a tournament, he's still a fan favourite and what what a great guy. But yeah, to, to do that, to, on that 72nd hole, I was watching it live. I literally out a bit of a weird noise. He did it. I was cooking the tea. I was like, because <laughs> ah! I was just so joked he'd done it. And then he knocked the put in. Um, and what a deserving winner. It, was, it wasn't the strongest field in the world, admittedly, but there was a few guys up there, oh, obviously. Well, when, um, when you're getting in the playoff against Colin Morikawa and well, Adam and, Hadwick, exactly. you know what I mean? So some, there's, there's huge amounts of talent there. You know, what was interesting as well, I wonder, Ricky Fowler, I, I do genuinely believe he's a, he's a really, really, really lovely guy. Don't get me wrong. Do you think there's a, a bit of him when he, when he was really in his darkest days and he was, and he was struggling with the golf game, etc.? Do you think he now appreciates it an awful lot more, even if he is just getting top tens? Mm. Do you know what I mean by that? You know, what, when we're talking about how well he's been after some of these uh, tournaments recently, obviously he's had a baby girl recently. I wonder if it's just his perspective of life. You know, he's just grateful he's competing again almost. I think that's the thing. If your golf has been in a bad place, in a place where it shouldn't be for your level of ability... And you then start to put the, well, he's always been putting the work in, but really put the work in and start to see progress and then making those cuts, making those top tens. That must give you a good feel inside that it's coming. And, and just slightly off topic, but also kind of on topic, I was watching this quite cool uh, Max Homer kind of documentary that PJ Tour did the other day on, on YouTube. And he um, loves a quote that apparently um, used to be framed by Kobe Bryant's locker. Okay. And this quote, I'm going to read it now. It feels like something that I think massively aligns to where Ricky Fowler's been. So it says, look at a stone cutter hammering away at his rock, perhaps a hundred times without as much as a crack showing in it. Yet the 101st blow, it was split in two. And I know it was not the last blow that did it, but all had gone before. Oof. So that's somebody like Ricky Fowler. Like no, it, it's not that win. That it, it's all those hours of grinding and grinding. I think we can all. It's quite a deep quote. You know, with our golf game, it, it takes a long time to get it where you need to be for it to click. And once once it does click, like I think it is for Ricky Fowler. Now you said to me, which we'll come on to in a moment, where we were last week. We were at somewhere very special. I said, "Who's going to win the Open?" And you said, "Ricky Fowler." Okay. So that was before we won this event. I, well, <clears throat> slight flex but also a non-flex, okay? <laughs> um, I do actually happen to have Ricky Fowler's number after meeting him. So last week, <laughs> Wednesday, at ten at 9.30pm our time, just wanted to say, keep smashing it, mate. You're trending and it's great to see. Do you text Ricky Fowler that? Yeah. Okay. Got no response. But, <laughs> I thought there was going to be a thing then. I said it's a flex and then a non-flex. <laughs> oh, okay, I get you. But it was like, that was Wednesday, 930 he will text me Does back, it, Has sure, he seen it? Is that what's Well, yeah. It'll, listen, he's been busy. Yeah. Been busy winning golf tournaments. Uh, the three other texts I've texted him since <laughs> that he's also not replied to, but... <laughs> please reply. Please, please, please. Um, but like half nine, and when, I, I just felt... I, I, he, he just... It, I've never seen... 
a game almost take such an upward trajectory. Mm-hmm. You know, he's been he was knocking at the door of the US Open. He's been doing obviously really, really well. Yeah. Um yeah, it, honestly, really, really, really great to see. And you know what? Also, I think huge credit where it where it deserved. Butch Hardman. Yeah. What a coach. Yeah. I mean, he's pretty much now at the point in the, in his life where he's he's ready to hang up his coaching boots to some degree. He's mm. taken up. He's taken Ricky Fowler back under his wing again. We were very fortunate enough to be at the Floridian uh, fairly recently when. Uh, I just have to be filmed with Ricky, actually. He was on the range um, when I was playing at the Floridian and Butch Harbin was there coaching him and everything else. And Claude Harbin, we had on, on the podcast as well, his son. And, you know, it's just, it just, his knowledge, his insight, his intel, his his confidence that he must instill in players is is huge. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I did tell it on the story, almost one of my highlights ever was when I went into the Floridian Golf Club and, and Butch Harbin actually said he, he enjoyed the coaching videos that I did because I made it very simple. Well, that's very good and I think hear. often golf coaching is making it simple. Yeah. It's not overcomplicating it. It's saying to Ricky, you need to do X, Y, and Z. Off you go. You've got the confidence. You've got the game. Go and win. Yes. And you know, you know, another topic on this though, that I feel a little, almost a little bit sorry for, and, and don't, it might be a bit of a, of a silly point, but I think I've got some, um, something on this. Ricky Fowler winning was very, very big for Ricky Fowler, obviously. And it should be very big for Cobra Golf because Ricky Fowler is Cobra Golf poster boy. And now obviously not working with Bryson, he really, really is the poster boy. He's been a Cobra golfer for a very, very, very long time, Cobra Puma. And um, they kind of stuck with him, if you like, through thick and thin when he wasn't playing as well as he obviously is doing now. But Ricky Fowler also is a, a tailor-made athlete because obviously he used the tailor-made golf ball. And he also, and it's not a secret to a lot of people who are into the golf equipment, he is also using an Odyssey Jailbird putter. And the reason that's such hot news is the last three winners on the US, on the PJ Tour, we had Wyndham Clark winning the US Open with an Odyssey Jailbird. Yeah. Then we had Keegan Bradley winning at the uh, Travellers with an Odyssey Jailbird. And then obviously this week we've had Ricky Fowler winning with an Odyssey Jailbird. So that is the... the what's, put- called, what's the putter called? Odyssey Two Ball. <laughs> <laughs> Odyssey Jailbird. Um, this podcast is brought to you by Odyssey Jailbird. Um, now, obviously, that putter, it was around a while ago. I think it got discontinued. A few guys have been tinkering. It's just been the perfect storm for Odyssey. But that has really been a hot story. Obviously, as you would expect, TaylorMade going to town with all the marketing promo around Ricky Fowler winning with a TaylorMade golf ball. It kind of feels like the last brand you're really thinking of with his win actually is Cobra. Mm. And I feel a little bit sorry for them in a way. Yeah, they've, they've, yeah, you're right. It's certainly the Odyssey jailbird. <laughs> <laughs> What's it called? Um, it, it's, it's, it's gone on a ridiculous run. Mm. Three wins by three different players and Ricky's second place in yeah. the US Open. I mean, what the hell? That, that's unheard. I've never known a putter to do that. Probably since the, maybe two ball days. And out of the blue as well, it feels like. Because it's been, it's been around that putter. But what happens now, though, is obviously the guys on tour who maybe are Odyssey players or guys who are in no contract will go... Well, go on and I'll try one of those because yeah. everyone's winning with it. They'll try it and go, oh, that's quite good. I'll try it this week. If they then have a good week, which can happen, that's more people. And it's, it's almost this perfect snowball effect. But I must admit, I think like all golfers, I'd now want to try one. Well, I've just gone on eBay. <laughs> okay. 
And it'd be no surprise, there's lots and lots and lots on eBay. Yeah. But ranging from a ridiculous amount of prices. So you can pick one up now, even like 99 pounds. Oh, that's not a jailbird. Um, 81 pound. Okay. Right. It's 100 quid. I mean, it looks a bit battered, but 100 quid. All the way to a grand total of 3,152 pound. Yeah, well, I think Odyssey are re-releasing it, aren't they? So I don't think those prices will stay that inflated for very long. <laughs> That's ridiculous. But it just shows, doesn't it, as golfers, that we look at that as being why they won. We don't think the fact these guys have been practicing for years and they've been really getting the game into a great place and they've had the perfect week and everything's gone their way. We think, use that putter, so I need that putter now. Sorry, what were you saying? I've just... Um... Just put a bid. <laughs> You're the exact person that put, would buy I've one. Just put a bid on this. Uh, so now it's a three thousand one hundred and fifty-two three pound. Of course you had. Well, <laughs> one thing you would need the Odyssey Jailbird to do <laughs> is you would need the Odyssey Jailbird to roll putts for you, so you could win the Claret Jug. And as you've said already to me off record, you think Ricky Fowler may win at Royal Liverpool. I, I believe he will. I'll clip that up now. So oh. last last time. The Open was at Royal Liverpool when Rory McIlroy won. Who was second? Richard Fowler. Richard Fowlerness. <laughs> Robbie Fowler. Ricky Fowler. When he, it was at the time, I think it was like, maybe even when he first got introduced as wearing like orange, yeah. proper orange. And he, him and, him and I think Rory was quite a lot of shots ahead going to the final round and Ricky Fowler was kind of fighting it. And he put a good, good fight up, but obviously Rory won it. We, you, me, and a Mr. James Robinson had the huge pleasure last week of playing Royal Liverpool. We did. And just before we come on to that, I've got a challenge for you. This would make my life if okay. I knew this. So we know that Ricky Fowler is going to be at the Open, don't we? Yes. We know that Ricky Shields is going to be at the Open, we're going to come on to. There's also a good chance that Liverpool FC legend and golf fanatic Robbie Fowler will be at the Open. Well, last time I saw Robbie Fowler was at Augusta. Correct. My challenge to you is to get a picture. Ricky Shields, Ricky Fowler, Robbie Fowler. If you cool, can get it? that picture, then I'll be very happy with you. Okay. So That's a challenge. Robbie, if you're listening, Ricky listens, so we yeah. already know that. Rocky, Rocky, <laughs> Rocky Balboa. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, okay, um, that's your challenge. Robbie Fowler and Ricky Fowler. Even just them two having a picture together would be pretty cool, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, but then you in the middle, because it connects it all. So it's Ricky, Ricky, Robbie, Love Fowler. It. Done. And then Robbie Williams. <laughs> 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 just goes on forever. Oh, right, anyway. Right. So yeah, we, you're right. We Well, obviously you're right. We played uh, Royal Liverpool and the grandstands were up and my nerves were all over the place. It, with the grandstands, Royal Liverpool is a fantastic golf course and... Um, I think we've both almost admitted it to each other. The more we've had chance to play Royal Liverpool, the more we're fond of it and actually yeah. enjoying it a lot more. I really like it. No word of a lie. Now this video will be dropping open week. So be, be prepared for this where we did a break 75 for myself, a break 80 for Guy and a break 70 bringing on ex tour pro James Robinson. Um, it was it was really really impressive. The golf course oh. was spectacular. Yeah, it was obviously as you'd imagine a few weeks before the open condition wise a plus with the grandstands up because the one criticism Royal Liverpool gets if you ever play it is that it can be a bit 
boring to almost look at, if that makes sense. It's a little bit flat. Yes. I think the holes are interesting. Yeah. Visually, there's not a lot to see. Correct. There's not the big sand dunes of a Birkdale or a hillside. However, when you then get the grandstands up and it almost frames the holes and your vision starts to look more down the hole and seeing what there is, it was incredible. I mean, for example, the 18th hole is a far superior hole with the grandstands up. It, It was yeah, it was I mean, insane. you and me played it, interestingly. Yes. <laughs> well, I have a tradition now. So last year when we were fortunate to play St. Andrew, the grandstands up, I made sure that I shanked one into some of the infrastructure. Into, into the hospitality into suite. Into hospitality. And let's just say this year I also shanked one into the hospitality suite. So if we're fortunate enough to play true next year, <laughs> it doesn't take a genius to work out what may happen. <laughs> um, but on, honestly, amazing condition. We were very lucky to play there. Um... I think you'll, well, I know you'll, every single one of you listening and watching will enjoy that video. We also really like, a bit like I managed to do with TPC Sawgrass, releasing it open week just gives everybody who's not played that golf course just a bit of a better insight to the course itself. Yeah, I think it shows you the holes, obviously, but it also really gives you an insight into what more regular golfers would do. So we say this a lot. I, I'm a full handicapper-ish caveat asterisk. I can shoot four over. I've done it a few times on camera. I can shoot 20 over because I'm going to different golf courses in different conditions, bit of pressure of the cameras, etc. So I'm more like a guy you would see at your golf club. That's fair to say. Yeah. Watching me have a decent-ish ability around that place, really, again, I won't ruin it for people, but highlights how tough it is. And even the grandstands, obviously they're empty, but they make you feel nervous. Yeah. And then watching myself as a teaching pro who, um, you know, I don't really know what my handicap is, but probably, well, I'm sure everyone watching and <laughs> listening have an opinion on my handicap, but it, it's probably two. Yeah. One or two. Sometimes I can play well. Sometimes I don't play so well. Um, so to see that kind of side of things as well, and then to see ex-Tour Pro James Robinson, who probably plays off about plus three or plus four. Yeah, I'd say so. Go and play around there as well. So I, I, yeah. it was fantastic video. Also, today... It's final qualifying for the Open. Have you seen that Sergio Garcia <laughs> is at West Lanks Golf Club as we speak right now? The, the lineup, the amount of major winners that are playing in final qualifying this year is ridiculous. What Live Golf does. It is. So you got Gray McDowell. Yeah. Multiple major winner. Sergio Garcia, major winner. Um, Charles Swartzel, major winner. Brandon Grace, who has current or match now with Tommy Fleetwood, the lowest open score ever. Wow. Uh, as in individual round. Um, I'm trying to think who else is playing like now. Got, I know not made, but you've got Matt Wallace. I've seen Matt there. Wallace, Aaron Rye. Is Aaron Rye there? Yeah, Michael Block. Michael Block. Uh, who's up, up at Dundonald. Um, I'm trying to think who else I saw on the list today. It, it's great. Uh, David Howell. Um, lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of household names, Yeah, I would say. It's weird open qualifying in some regards because Aaron Rye is doing well in the PJ Tour at the moment. I'm kind of confused. I'm sure it's quite simple to why he's not in. It's obviously off world ranking or whatever it might be, but I feel like he should be in the way he's been playing recently, I'd, competing I'd on the PJ Tour. It, and it, you, you might look at his runnings and he might have just missed out one or two yeah. times. It might not even be that many, you know, close called close finishes that's not got him in 
Um, I'm just I'm just going to very quickly pull up the qualification at the moment. So I feel like I've missed a few big names as well. But you're right with a lot of the live players who aren't now eligible to be playing in the Open. You got some big names. Also, um, friend of the channel Dan Gavins. Oh yeah, is is doing it as well. Um, I think there was honestly I've there was, names there was, there was, I saw some pictures before at West Lanks and as you can imagine Sergio had some massive crowds there was obviously no fee to go he could just turn up there's obviously no rope so that was if you ever want to go and watch elite golfers in a re- very different situation and, and see them battle it out that is that is the place to go like Ryder Cup legend like Jamie Donaldson uh, huge favourite to do well at West Lanks Matthew Jordan yes. who's actually a member at Royal Liverpool yeah. It'd be pretty cool if he got through um, anyway, lo- uh, Alex Fitzpatrick, yeah. Matt's brother. Um, anyway, loads and strong names. I am surprised and, and maybe I kind of maybe wish I'd quizzed Ian on it a little bit more last week. And by the way, thank you for all the wonderful comments. Um, I know there was mixed comments as well for Mr. Poulter, uh, but he was fantastic with his time. The video, the main video will be coming out that soon, but you haven't got names like Ian Poulter, Lee Westwood. Um, well, I asked Henrik him. Stenson. Oh, I, you did ask him? I asked him off camera. I, I just said, are you going to go open qualifying? And he said, no, in kind of a tone that I interpreted as to almost be a case of... Don't ask any more questions. No, a little bit, <laughs> but almost almost a case of like, how do I say it? He, he feels he shouldn't have to qualify and he doesn't want to go and pitch up at West Lanks and he'd rather have a week at home, I guess. So... Part of me was a little bit disappointed because regardless of the live stuff, obviously I'm, I'm not interested in, you know, why he's going to live and all that stuff. I think we know all that now. But I would have liked to have seen him have that fire in his belly to go and qualify and still want to do well in the Open, being that it's, you know, our national Open, if you like, and he's a very proud kind of English, British guy and European. Um, I think Ian Poulter at the Open makes it a better Open. So I was almost a bit, almost, I don't say upset, I wasn't that strong on it, but use that word, upset that he hasn't gone just for that that reason, because I think it's better with him in it. But And he has been through qualifying before. Right. He qualified many years ago when he actually was at Woburn final qualifying. And that's where he, one of the first times he actually played with Sam Horsfield. Ah. So I remember him tweeting out, he'd, so Ian had qualified and he tweeted out saying, wow, Sam Horsfield, pleasure to play with, star for the future. Coincidentally now, they're on the same yep. team at Live Majestics. Um, but yeah, I, I would I would have definitely loved to have seen, certainly Lee Westwood, mm. certainly Ian Poulter, Henrik Stenson, you know, Oh, Henry Stenson will be in it. Of course he is, because he's his previous winner. Sorry, Henry Stenson is in it. That's silly things to say before. Um, But like, it is a shame that they're not, they're not in it and, and fighting to, to play in it. Like Graham Adal is. Yeah. Graham Adal's out there today. Sergio Garcia is out there today. I I think that just proves though, doesn't it? That with this whole live thing again, back and forth, but, um, you know, it, it just shows that Every golfer, no matter what they've signed up to do, whether it be live or not live or whatever, they've all still got their own personal ambitions and their own personal values, let's just say. So it just proves that Sergio pitching up on a cold, wet, windy West Lanks with all the money in the bank he's got and a green jacket in the cupboard, he still wants to play in the open. Yeah. And that's not he wants to win money. That's not that he wants to, in a, a, whatever. That's because he wants to get his hands on the claret jug. And wh- whether that's that Ian Poulter doesn't want to, whether he doesn't feel like he's competitive enough, I don't know. I would we maybe should have pushed him a bit more on it, really. Um, but I've I- just I've just very quickly read that he, uh, Sergio Garcia has just birded three holes in a row, and now he's four on the par. 
He's playing pretty well. You know, I always think it's mad of these kind of things. That like often when you see these big names with open qualifying, they do get through. And in some ways you kind of expect it. But then you also think, is that quite a lot of, not so much pressure, but it just shows how good like a Sergio Garcia actually is. That he can go to these events and he'll probably cruise through and get into the open. That like any given day, these guys are insanely good at golf. I think to some degree, they, they probably look, and, and it's almost how Brooks Kepka looks at major tournaments. Mm-hmm. But you said it before where Brooks Kepka feels like he does well at major events because first off, let's say there's 120 players. Realistically, 50 of them are just not going to win. Yeah. Are they? No. So then you work it down to 70. You take that 70 then and you work out who's going to have four good rounds in a row. Well, that gets it down to 30 golfers. So really, he's only going to try and beat 30 golfers. That's his kind of mindset. Someone like Garcia going into this today is like, come on. I'm I'm like playing with assistant pros. No, (laughs) No disrespect. I'm just, I'm more his own psyche. And listen, we might be saying all this now and he might not get through. I'm pretty confident he will do. Yeah. That's, that's my thought anyway. We'll come on to live yes. a little bit later. Before that, though, we're going to go to this new review channel that you've been cooking up. Well, first off, genuinely, 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 for everybody who watched you and left genuine. comments, genuinely, genuinely, <laughs> genuinely, thank you for all the amazing comments, support, and new subscribers for the new hit channel. Yeah. So if you've missed this, I'm, I'm sure you've probably not if you're a podcast listener or viewer, but last week on the main channel, Rick unveiled, and I think the word unveil is, is the right word for this, unveiled his new hit. So that's h.i.t, hit, golf, studio. Wow. It's been a real journey. Mm. One that I honestly didn't maybe anticipate. So we teased this out back in December last year. You know, we, we actually made the channel in November. Was it November? It was Sorry, actually, November. I don't know when we teased it out, but we made the channel. If you go on YouTube, it was made in November. Have we ever told the actual story of it all? Possibly. Let's just quickly run through it again. So, out of all the 11 years of making YouTube content, reviewing equipment has always been a stable part of the channel. Always. Mm-hmm. And pretty much to the point where now every single brand, whenever a new product comes out, we're very fortunate they'll send us the new product to review. And we were filming, we'd taken a load of new products, a load of new irons, woods, etc., to the Marriott. And we were doing some one camera training, if mm-hmm. you remember with the lads. Yeah. And also we were doing close-ups of all the all the golf equipment. And right. we're all there, the whole team were down there. And we're unboxing all the clubs and we're doing close-ups. But we started to ask ourselves, well, realistically, which of these sets of clubs are actually going to make it onto the main channel? Mm -hmm. We're very protective about what goes on the main channel. The main channel's got 2.6 million followers, and we know that not all of those 2.6 million are obsessed with golf equipment. Mm -hmm. It's fair to say. They like a mixture of coaching content, entertaining content, and also some flagship reviews um, of, let's say, new tailor-made driver, Callaway driver, etc. And and some even the wacky clubs, like that seems, that's what does so well on the main channel, yeah. as you know. I'm saying it to you, but obviously yeah, no. you know all this, but I'm saying it to you to guys, the listeners. Um, so we started thinking, well, what about all these other sets of clubs, though? What about the, the slightly mid-handicap set from Cobra, for mm-hmm. argument's sake? Well, you know, that deserves a review. So me and Guy got thinking, it was like, let's, why don't we set up a new channel that is only going to be for reviews? That's mm-hmm. it. 
So we'd done all the close-ups. We're like dead excited. We went out for lunch that afternoon. We, we went to a lovely pub in, in Worsley, the whole team, and we all got our laptops out. We're all dead excited. Let's set up this new channel. And we'd, we turned the logo to green and Rick Shields Golf Reviews. Yep. And off we went. We launched it. And we did it in a way where we text it. Do you remember how we, yeah, we, we kind of put it on social media? like It was almost leaked. Don't tell anyone, but yeah. I set up a new channel. Anyway, people were thinking it was fake and this and the other. So we did all that. And then we started thinking, hold on. <laughs> we kind of need to... What happens now? Yeah. We've got, all, we've got this review channel. We've got all these clubs to review. We've not really, for a while now, not got a studio space that we use all the time. And that's the big thing with this, that we still do want to test some golf clubs outside. And that's just, that's the case. But so much testing and reviewing, it can be done in a, in, inside. It's better to do so because you're in closed day to the wind doesn't affect it, the rain, the sun. It's not too sunny to film or too dull to film. Having this nice closed place where you can basically smack golf clubs is, is what we needed. So, and, and I've always had, very fortunately, a facility like this at my fingertips. So even when I was at Trafford Golf Centre, when I moved over to Lytham Golf Academy, when I went to Prairie Sports Village, when, when I built my home simulator. Millions of people have lost weight with personalised plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Through COVID, it, it's only this last kind of year and a half or so um, that we've not had this facility. So it's like, well, let's build the best golf 
studio we can possibly build. And what's what's complicated in this as well is that it's not just a golf simulator. If we were just building a golf simulator, it would have been up in no time. Yes. It's the fact we're trying to build a studio which has cameras, lighting, it's good for soundproofing, It's it's got the best technology, it's the best visual look for, yeah. for when we come to filming. So uh, Freddie Valenti, who is an ex-professional golfer, I think he might still be a PJ Pro, is, yeah. is he? Uh, but he, he used to play on tour. He works for a company called Golf Swing Systems and Freddie builds golf simula- golf studios, etc. So I spoke to Freddie and he was like, I'd love to get part of this. So, um, and I'll put links in the description of this podcast as well to all the uh, wonderful people who helped. So it's like, well, where do we start? And I had some ideas of how I wanted the studio to look. So he then put me in contact with a, with a design, um, graphic designer called Jack uh, Broadway, who we went through loads of iterations. Do you remember? Like mm-hmm. when we first yeah. started, he, he was so talented. He came back with all these versions and we settled then on the design, which was, what pretty much we got to now. Mm-hmm. So Freddie and his, and his wonderful team started working, working with the great team at Foresight, which is the golf simulator uh, company as well that I use um, to build this studio. And then it was like, okay, we'll build the studio. We also want a Zen putting green. Yes. Like a 20 foot moving Zen putting green. Not want, need. Need. So I spoke to Andy Heisman from uh, Zen Putting Green, who's actually, if you remember listening to the um, JCB Golf Architects podcast with Robin Heisman, Andy's Robin's brother. So Andy runs all the Zen Putting Greens. I was like, you know, we need one. He's mm. like, we'd love to support you. It's like, great. Then, while you have this putting green that moves, there's also a product called PutView, which is a projection, which unbelievably so clever can work out the slope of the putting green and actually tell you the perfect line for that putt. It is. You know, sometimes every now and again, you see something and you think we are living in the future. Every now and again, it sounds weird. I will look up at the sky and see like, (laughs) 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 hear me out. It sounds weird. And look at aeroplanes, right? And you'll see a couple obviously within your vision. And I just think that is quite weird that we are living in a world where people jump on this plane that somehow goes up in the air and go to wherever you want in the world. This is quite futuristic. Yeah. So there's that time, as I think about it, when I look at aeroplanes, the only other time <laughs> is in this studio. You look at the ball moving and it's getting tracked in real time, telling you the break on this. It's, it's mad. So Lucas from Put View looked after us there. So a lot, a lot of these conversations took place when I went out to the PGA uh, merchandise um, event in January in Orlando. So Lucas was like, "Brilliant, we'd love to support you." So we got the Put View installed, and then we, it was all that logistics of getting the TVs that were touchscreen, mm-hmm. so we can draw on the TVs. The windows were a big issue in the background. Yeah. So I wanted these kind of fake windows. So it made it look like there was, you know, at the side of a golf course, etc. They were much harder to source than we expected. Yeah. But we managed to get it over the line eventually. They they were really, really good uh, from a company in Huddersfield. And then You also forgot quite a big key part. Cameras. Person. I had to employ Alex. Oh yeah. 
Sorry. That, that takes time though. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. that's another reason what like people don't see and we don't obviously communicate too much because people is not that important to the people watching as such maybe, but we had to put a, create a job role, put that out, interview people, get CVs, have first round of interviews, second round of interviews, employed Alex. He had to then obviously give the place he was currently working at a notice period. Like that doesn't happen overnight, no. does it? So Alex is our review channel manager or hit channel manager, and he is going to be responsible for um, filming the content, mm-hmm. editing the content, but also working closely with brands, with Guy and myself, to take delivery of the new equipment, yeah. to make sure we've got the best close-ups, to make sure we've got the best information so we can make the best videos. Um, so, yeah, that's it's been his baby. It's been quite stressful to get the mm. last few bits over the line because the, the, the amount of computer system in there is just crazy well we got it very close to being perfect and we went in there to do a bit of practice not practicing as like hitting balls but practicing how the studio kind of works as such and, and hitting a few balls in that and then we realized it was very 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 hot very very hot because we've got these also we've got these four incredible cameras these like 4k canon cameras which rotate, swivel, contract. They're all programmed to this kind of um, switchboard, a bit like how we do the podcast where Matt can switch between cameras. So he's on me right now. And he's on me now. Matt, he's come on. on. That was a bit too slow. Then, then he's on wide. Matt, you sleep. You, you awake back there, Matt. Back to me. Oh, he's so slow. He's really <laughs> let himself down here. Right. <laughs> Let's have one more round then. One more go, see if you can do it. Right. Me. Wide. Me. So like that, yeah. we can switch between cameras. Back to me. Back to Rick. <laughs> Done. So we needed to do all that. That's taken time. And then like the guy said, we were in there, ready to go. We we're like, yes, it's launching, it's launching. We were filming that reveal video and hitting mm-hmm. some shots. And, and I don't know if you can tell in that reveal video, I think you can a little bit. <laughs> it was sweltering. I was yeah. so bloody hot. It was ridiculous. So over the weekend... um, a, a fan of the channel, Danny Lilly, messaged and he uh, managed to source some air conditioning. We've now got air conditioning in there. It's good. It's like an igloo now. Actually too cold. <laughs> we also worked closely with Vessel um, and they supplied all these wonderful tour bags along the back. These black, How good are those tour well, bags the, the, You mentioned that initially, you wanted these black tour bags because one thing you always noticed was if you got like, firstly, you didn't want branded tailor-made or Callaway because, you, you know, you don't really need that. And also, even if you did have tailor-made or Callaway, so quickly the bags date with a nice, simple black tour bag just would never date. And the quality, mm, ridiculous. Yes. Um, believe it or not as well, there's going to be more technology going in that room and i teased it in the video but we've got more things lined up as well um but long story short if it wasn't for freddie if it wasn't for alex if it wasn't for the wonderful team here like sam who worked yes. on all the cameras uh, all the wonderful building um con- you know contractors uh, contractors and- the electricians the build the, the building actual to build it the architect like a lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of hard work and effort and hours went into this project. And that's why, you know, we kept talking about on the podcast, like it's nearly ready because it felt nearly ready for so long. You know what it was like when you watch Grand Designs and they start off and they go, yeah, we've got 1.2 million and we want to build this by December. 
And they're like, yeah, good luck with that. And then three years down the line, I spent five million quid and I'm bankrupt. That was kind of like what we've done. Uh, but the good news for everyone watching and listening is that literally once we finish this podcast, the next 10 minutes or so, we are getting a bit of food maybe. And then we will be in there testing some exciting gear. We've got so many clubs that we haven't tested yet. So many exciting products. Um, and I think as well, just to start on that last, I think we have explained this several times, but if you just love the main channel, how, how it currently is, and you like the podcast, and you're not that into a club, so that's okay, nothing's going to change. But if you want to see more content and more golf clubs, make sure you head over to Hit and, and subscribe now, because there will be hopefully two, three videos a week. Um, and it'll be maybe it'll be clubs that you're looking to buy, maybe it'll be clubs that you're not ever looking at buying, but you want to have a little kill 10 minutes and watch some cool videos. I do that a lot with tech channels. I watch videos about like iPhones, whatever that I might be looking at buying. But I also watch random things of things I'm never going to buy just because I quite enjoy watching them. And also like, it's not even just going to be clubs, it's golf balls. Yes. Um, tr- make training aids. Yes. There are going to be a lot of anything that I can review effectively. Um, and, and as we're recording this podcast right now, I mean, this is crazy. The channel's got no videos. Not a single video is on that channel, yet we've managed to get 121,000 subscribers. Great support. Thank you, everybody. So I am giving away a brand new set, full clubs of your choice to one lucky winner who subscribes to that channel. Um, If you go onto the main channel that I posted last week and leave a comment on there, I'm going to pick a winner very, very soon. Um, I did originally say 100, but we might just see if we can get to like 130, 140, 150 (laughs) subscribers before we do the giveaway. Either way, um, or I might even give away two sets of clubs. I've left 50 comments on that video now, so I'm hoping that I uh, I win. (laughs) Um, So yeah, it's it's, and also you're going to see over the next week or so, a few new different logos and brands on the channel. Mm, Yeah. So the hit channel, that's its logo, h.i.t. RS channel has gone more sleek love it's new red and white design and the podcast channel the one that you you love and cherish this one right behind us here that is also having a little facelift uh nothing crazy but just a little facelift Do you so, remember the backlash when we changed the music a while a long time ago now a couple of years ago yes and people were like really annoyed about it and now obviously everyone's forgotten that the old one ever existed so how, how things change and you see a new logo you see a new shape of a car and you're like Oh, it's rubbish that, that new Audi Q7 shape, rubbish, the old one was well better than like six months down the line, you're like, how did it ever like the old exactly, one? Exactly, it's mad, isn't it? Weird, isn't it? Um, before we come on to live, because we've got a little trip this week, we're going to come on to that. I've got a couple of questions from Facebook, so I wanted to fire through. Go for um, it. Again, if you still haven't joined our Facebook community, what are you doing at all? I've got no time for you. Do you know what though? How close are we getting to 100,000? We are indeed. It felt like it wasn't that long ago saying, oh, we're doing well. We've got 40,000 mm. Facebook fans, uh, you know, in the group now. Yeah. 91,000 members now. I think what I love about it is it isn't just podcast centric. So obviously I'd like to think the vast majority of people have um, joined that group are fans of the podcast. But there's so much that gets shared now that's just nothing to do with the podcast. People sharing the best scores or a hole in one or, and again, I said this before and I'll say it again. I love the fact it's not just everybody going, I broke 80, I broke 70, I got whatever. It's like someone saying, I shot 105 my first round of golf or I broke 100. And that, those comments, those posts get just as many likes as the people that have shot yeah. great scores. My so first birdie or whatever. Yeah, it is a really nice community. But anyway, uh, quick one that was just aimed at me I wanted to address. I saw a few comments on this from David Zitterbart. What was Guy's new putter? So a few people noticed in the new uh, Rake 75 we did, which was at uh, Muirfield, I had a new putter in the bag. Gone for an even roll. A bit of a fanged shape, even roll, black one. 
didn't work too well at Muirfield. Um, I saw a few comments on that. It's worked a bit better since. Um, but I have said this before, and again, I'll say, I feel like I'm saying a lot of things I've said before and I'll say again. So one more thing I said before and I'll say again. I don't really swap my clubs too often, but swapping my putt is something I don't mind because I've always been a huge fan of that spider, TaylorMade Spider X or 10, whatever it was called. Love it. A little bit of a spell, I wasn't quite feeling it. So I've gone in something else, but I might then dip back into the spider and fall back in love again. It's yep. just a little bit of a toy and experiment. Of course it is. Um, bit, okay. of mess, bit of a mess. A bit of a mess, bit of a, bit of a play. Yeah, yeah. Holiday romance, Playing away. Yeah, exactly, exactly Playing that. Away. Playing away. <laughs> um, not that I would endorse that, but with the putter, it's fine. I also sometimes play away with my Scotty as well. So just switch it up a little bit. Why not? I've recently installed a very small little putting green at home. It's only about eight foot long. Um, I have my garden landscape. So I asked my wife, said, I told my wife, sorry, sorry, I told my wife I'm going to put in green, slash asked my wife very nicely. So at the end of the garden, it's nothing massive, it's nothing too fancy. But what I do now in an evening is I go up with my Scotty, which is like a kind of heel-toe bladed putter, and roll a few with that. And then when I go back to my normal, whether it be the, the spider or this new evening, it's bigger. It feels so much more stable. Nice. Yeah. I think after Royal Liverpool, I think I might be the best putter in the planet. You have gone weirdly very good at putting. I don't believe I've ever putted better in my entire life no. than at Royal Liverpool. Yes. Genuinely. You, you really, it sounds obvious, but how much better your score is when you're holding putts? I mean, my score should have been horrendous. Yeah. My putting saved me. Massively. Massively. Because I don't know if I hit the ball as worse in my life. I don't want to give too much away. But, um, yeah, my putting was phenomenal. Just a very quick one. So I've just been distracted by something. Okay. <laughs> I've just been looking at the leaderboard for West Lang's final qualifying today. Yeah. Tiger might be playing in the open. Oh, it's a different Tiger. Oh, God. You, you shut that down a bit quick. Yeah, I know. I've seen it. Tiger Christiansen from Germany. Amateur. Is he from Germany? I think that's the German flag. Um, He's doing really well. What score did he say he was? He's three under. Five under's winning. Matty Jordan's winning. What he's, you, what he's level with Sergio Garcia. I'm never sure on when you massively hear of golfers now, like 20s, who are called Tiger. It feels like it's just too obviously named after Tiger. Might not be. <laughs> His dad loved the zoo. Um, <laughs> anyway, I think that's why I shut it down so quick. I was like, oh, yeah, I've seen him, Tiger. It's like, you're not... Like, I love Tiger's story behind why he was called Tiger, I love. I but, think we should call this podcast Tiger is playing in the open. <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay um ironically and as if you knew that which you genuinely didn't my next question is from dara mcguire would tiger in his pomp pomp be as successful in today's world and lead the world number one for 281 weeks it seems the standards have massively improved with the likes of ram rory and sheffler etc he would still have dominated enormously i think yeah mm. it doesn't even not even a doubt in my mind yeah no, I'd agree. I think what people sometimes neglect now when you look back is you think that the field was weak because Tiger was so good. They were you look so at the, good. I mean, I'll reel off a few and obviously I'm sure you'll throw some in, but Phil Mickelson, VJ Singh, Ernie Els, Ratif Goosen, Davis Love, David Duval. Um, you've got your Lee Westwoods, you, you know, you, those kind of guys. Yeah. Um, who else is there? Well, I'm just, even if I looked at now, the... Even um, Phil Mickelson? Yeah. Like Sergio obviously was up and coming. There's so Adam Scott's like, there's been so many elite, elite, elite guys 
in that time for Justin Rose. DJ Singh, Ernie Els, yeah. as you just said him, yeah. Nick Price, Nick Price yeah. Paul Azinger, Jim Furyk, Furyk. Colin Montgomery, Mark yeah. O'Meara, Sandy Lyle. I mean, some of these are definitely more on their kind of even at that point, was slightly on the older side yeah, of the but spectrum. Even, was it 96 that Faldo won the Masters and mm. then Tiger came 97? So it's not like they were gone. Sorry. You don't go from winning the Masters to the next year become retired. Like, what? these guys are competitive. I'm looking at the 97 Masters list. Like, Tom Watson was fourth. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, like, Tom Kite, he beat... Um, I never knew this. When Tiger won in 97 the Masters, record-breaking score of 18 on the par... The next three players were all called Tom, uh-huh. Tom, Tom, Tom Kite, Tommy Tolles, uh-huh. and Tom Watson. Uh-huh. So there you go. I think as well, though, what's, what we sometimes do when we look back at history is we have at the moment got... <laughs> I just thought to myself then, but I think he's, he's definitely younger than that, or older than that, sorry. Tommy Fleetwood. Yeah, I was then thinking that's why Tommy Fleetwood's called Tommy Fleetwood. No, no, Tommy Fleetwood was born in 1990, I think, like me. Um <laughs> What I think we look back at sometimes with a bit and we, you know, almost rose tinted glasses or the reverse of that, whatever that will be, is that, yeah, at the minute we have got Rahm, Rory and Scotty. And I'll maybe just take Rory out of that conversation for a moment because he has been so good for so long. If you look at Rahm and Scotty, they are doing really well. And again, I'll focus maybe more on Scotty, but it's over a fairly short period of time. And, and within Tiger's dominance, as we said then with all those names, there were guys that came and really kind of rivaled him and he just kind of managed to stay on top. And some of them won some events and stuff and won some majors. So Tiger didn't win every single event he played in, obviously. But I think, yeah, I think people forget how good Tiger was. Like I said, I'm, I'm literally looking at the 2001 Masters. There's some ridiculous yeah. names on that list. Like, it, it, it's arguably stacked higher yeah. back then. Yeah. I'd, I'd arguably say some of these, the, the the amount of players, very, very good players. I think what the difference is now, the biggest difference is the, is the variety of players that can win right now. Well, I think that's the thing. I, I was always a huge Tiger fan, obviously, as are you. But some people, and I kind of hate it, but I also kind of get it. They didn't like Tiger's dominance because they wanted to see more people win, which although I don't really like that because I love seeing Tiger dominate, I also understand the concept of tuning in to watch a golf event and not knowing who's going to win. I think that's where we're at more now, aren't we? You've got those three guys we've mentioned who are super dominant, but you wouldn't be surprised if Ricky Fowler wins or whoever it might be. There's so many guys. But back then it was kind of Tiger or a couple of the guys, wasn't yeah. it, really? Um Okay, two more uh, before we get on to our last conversation bit. Um, Tyson Parrish, quite a cool name. Uh, he says, the latest trend seems to be getting fitted for a golf ball. Is there a real difference for your game or just classic marketing tactics? I genuinely now, and, and maybe because I've got quite an acquired taste for, for golf balls. <laughs> um, I you can, actually do taste them as well, don't I, you? <laughs> yeah, I can really sense a difference. Yeah. Like massively. I, first off, I think the biggest difference is feel. So if you're switching golf balls a lot, I think trying to get distance control with putter is very, very difficult because mm-hmm. some are softer, some are harder. Chipping around the green, short shots, you can feel loads. And even the flight of certain golf balls, like I can really tell when a ball is spinning up a little bit more or one's coming out a bit more knuckly. I can definitely sense a huge difference, but yeah. I've tested a lot of golf balls for the last 11 years, so I feel like I've got a bit more of an eye to it. But if you are a recreational golfer, I wouldn't put too much emphasis on it, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't completely dismiss it. I don't think, I personally don't think it's fully marketing. No, that's a good take. I think, 
it, it, to me, it's a bit of both. I think you're right. The golf ball can definitely make a difference. 100%. That's fact. And also, it's the only part of your equipment that is the same every single shot. Obviously, you use different clubs out the round, but your ball is there all the time. So it's definitely something to explore. But I also do believe that a part of it is marketing. And, and that sometimes gets, I think people use marketing as a, as a negative term. Don't they? Oh, it's marketing. It's just, just marketing. Ultimately, all these golf brands are out there to make money. That's what they're there to do. And they want to make sure that you spend every penny that you're going to spend on golf with their brand. So if Titleist, who are, let's be honest, are really a golf ball brand, can fit you for whatever golf ball and your friend for a different one, but still Titleist, and you've had a good experience and the ball kind of works for you, they hope then that every time you buy golf balls, you buy Titleist. Yeah. Um, having said that, and again, a story I have mentioned many moons ago was, you know, I always use Pro V1, just a bit of a habit. I always will. And I've, I've tried others. I've tried Strix and I've tried TaylorMade, all great golf balls, but I always gravitate back to Pro V1. Many moons ago, a couple of years ago now, my mother-in-law had a, a work colleague who was leaving. They moved on to another job or whatever, and they had some bits left over at the desk they didn't want. They said, oh, you know, do what you want with these. And within that, whatever this box of stuff was, was two dozen tightest golf balls, quite old, like I think it was DT Solo or P- PTS Solo or something. So mother-in-law said, oh, I'll give them to Guy. He obviously plays golf. So she gave them to me and I was like, oh, thank you. And obviously I was a bit thinking, well, they're not Pro V1s. I wouldn't use these. I'll just put them to one side. And then randomly, I can't remember why they made it into the golf bag, but they did. And I played around the golf with some friends, playing properly, keeping score. Shot my best ever score. I think it was three under par gross. It wasn't a comp, but three under par gross with one of these balls. Yeah. And I would never dream of using that ball. Now, I don't know if that might just be an, a, a lucky a lucky round. Who knows? But... Anyway, maybe you maybe you need to dig some out again. Yeah, maybe I do. Maybe I <laughs> maybe they were the golf, but may, maybe if you'd have continued using Titleist PTS Solo, whatever they were, yeah, you you could you could be winning the open. You could be there at the open this year again. What would you be like if you were an open winner? What would your vibe be? What do you mean? Well, like if you were really really good at golf. Yeah. Would you be the kind of Ricky Fowler, really nice guy, signing autographs for fans? Would you be a bit of a kind of stuck up guy who's like, I'm here to win? Would you be... What type of tour player would I be? Yeah, would you be a quiet guy? Would you be a loud guy? Would you be someone that wears funky clothes? What would your whole persona be? It's a great question. I feel like I would love to be the lovable guy, the family man that signs autographs. I'd also quite like to be a bit of a villain. And be really cocky. A bit like Nick Kyrgios in tennis. Yeah. A bit of a character where I could be leading the open and then suddenly have a blow up, snap all my clubs and just walk off. <laughs> and then everyone's like, oh my gosh. That's Guy. Yeah. Oh, who would the mannerisms want to be? I can't decide which way you would go. Whether you'd be the kind of nice guy or you'd be a bit of a. Do you know where I feel like I'd sit? Go on. And I think this is why we've clashed heads a few times now. <laughs> I think I feel like Brooks Kepka. Okay, elaborate. Ripped. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think I would have this mentality that I'd be almost like, I'm gonna win. Like doesn't matter who how I'm doing it, I'm just gonna win. Yeah. Cause I get visions, I didn't know you obviously when you were a child. I get visions of you at your junior golf club when you were the best of a Bad bunch. Um, being quite cocky. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. I, I definitely went through an era, and that's why I was so fascinated to talk to Paul to last week about fashion. I definitely went through a, a phase of being quite 
outlandish a bit more with fashion mm-hmm. and would, would be a bit more risque, let's say, in what I'd wear. Um, I don't think that would have continued. I think that would have been a phase. But you know what I like as well with your name? You've got three options. So you could be Richard Shields. He's kind of the journeyman tour pro, clean cut, keeps himself to himself. Everything's tight laced. Foot joy, echo. Correct. Echo shoes, obviously. Yes. <laughs> um, but You've, like, would be the stereotypical. Just a, yeah, nice guy. Tour pro. You've then got Rick Shields, which is kind of, sits a bit more, bit more bant about him, bit more banter, but he's family guy at heart. You know, he's a nice guy, calls a spade a spade. Um, trust him, nice bloke. You've then got Ricky Shields. Ricky's a rebel. He turned up in a Ferrari. Women left, right and centre. <laughs> I like this, keep talking. He's got, you know, a bit of a, I'm going to go with a bit of a put visor on, spiky hair. Has a crafty fag on the golf course occasionally. Wow. But who cares? Um, again, he's been known to have a couple of beers after a round. And there's room, oh, did you about Ricky Shields last night? What, he went out till four in the morning, teed off at eight. End up shooting 67. Yeah. That's what he does. But equally, can miss a cut. Fact, shoot he can 60, shoot 85, 85. <laughs> shoot 69, that's his favourite number. Nice. Um, yeah, I feel, I feel like, I don't know, that's a great question. Something I probably need to have a little bit more consideration over. I think, <laughs> I'd like to think it wouldn't change who I am right now, but I don't know if I'd be as confident well, to say that. Well, tonight, when you get in, you said you had a bad night sleep last night before I the did. camera. So tonight, when you get into bed, if you have a little mind palace, you can think about great. what you would be. It's going to keep me up all night. Yeah. And I want to. I want you to come back next week. I want you to tell me which one you are. If you're Ricky, Rick, or Richard, then when you've got down to which one that you well, are, I'm not Richard. Okay, so he's, right, he's that's, out that's already. Great. So you're Rick or Ricky. I'd like to know again sponsorships, vibe, how many wins you've got, what your amateur career was like. I want the full story. Are you married? Are you single? Are you a playboy? Like all the, all this stuff. I want to know it all. I like, I like the sound of it. All of it. Because I could also see Ricky having a mild gambling addiction as well. So he wins a lot, but he spends a lot. No one quite knows his money. He's got a house in Monaco and he's, he's, he's weirdly got a bit of issues with the mafia as well. I don't know how that came about, but he has. Ricky, that's the risk of being Ricky. But then he's also going out in this world. So he, 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 tra- he travels around with a caddy slash security. Correct. And then two more security members with briefcases. Correct. And armed. Yeah. And then when he, when he retires and, you know, he's blown it all, he puts loads of weight on and he ends up on, I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. And he's a bit of a, you know, a bit of a, mm, people aren't too sure on him. And he's got really, like, really, really, really jet black hair, just for men, just gone too far. <laughs> Definitely went to, to Turkey and got his hair done, his Correct. teeth done. And his girlfriend's 18. And he's 62 at this point. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Um, right on that note, this week I feel this. This might be. I feel like I feel like this is Ricky doing doing this on Friday. Uh, yeah, do you I, know what I, I mean? As do I. We. I'm throwing you in here as well. Yeah, I know you've done it before. We, <laughs> we're going with this. Are going to live on Friday? Yeah. I don't know what to think. I'm a bit. I'm a bit like. Scared. They came calling. They offered me uh, 50 quid. So I said, right, I'll jump ship. <laughs> no, we had, I went last year, as you said, so, to go and see what Liv was about. It was the first ever event. Well, I think first off, sorry, quick one. I know you're joking aside about 50 quid. But we <laughs> are just going off our own account. Yep. This is not anything that's official. Like when, I, when I've been to golf events in the past, things like the Open or, or obviously I was very lucky to go to the Masters this year. It's often in a kind of work capacity. This is almost going as as like a fan booze capacity. I want I want to go. I want to have experienced live. Yeah, because I I think if 
we talk about it a lot on the podcast and I don't believe now after it being going for a year and a bit, it, unless I've been to a tournament now, a day at live, I think now all, all thoughts and opinions need to be reserved. Correct. I think one thing I'll say is I know you were quite cautious and conscious about going, which I understand because of the somewhat negative reputation it's got. However, like you've just said then, I think going to the event from almost a journalistic capacity and getting a feel for it is great. You might come back and you might say, you know what, that was all right. You might come back and say, you know what, it's trash. Who I'm, knows? I'm going to come back and this is what you're going to find out in next week's pod- podcast. Five positives and five negatives. Like Matt Watson on Carlisle. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with very, very, very open mind and I'm going to come back next week and tell you what I enjoyed and what I didn't enjoy. Yeah, well, I think um, I went last year and it was an eye-opener. And again, I saw positives and negatives. The positives, and again, I'm sure these will be similar-ish, but you can get very close to the golfers because it just it felt smaller than a, like a PJ Tour event or a, an Open, well, obviously. Let me, I want to I go, go fresh. Okay, don't, sorry. Don't tell, sorry, I'm going to go fresh and forge my own thoughts and, and what, I, what I think about going to live on Friday. Yes, well, we will report back. Um, and if you... Yeah. Um, What's mad, just on live news, how much has Taylor Gooch made this year? Insane. He's won now for the third time $12 million just in three events. But this, again, comes back to the problem of not knowing. Like, that win isn't as big in my eyes as Ricky Fowler no, win. it's not. So how do we in our own heads measure that it's, I don't know, it's, I, I'm confused by it, but We'll go, we'll see what it's like. Are you going to go Friday and Saturday or just Friday? You've not decided Not this. decided yet. Definitely Friday. 100% Friday. Okay. On Thursday, I know we spoke about it a while ago, I'm getting my uh, my graduation, <laughs> my fellowship. Mad. At my school college. So Thursday I'll be cap and gown. I might put a little Instagram post on. Yep. Friday I'll be at Live Centurion. With your cap and gown still on. Cap and gown still bring on. Bring your cap. Leave the gown, bring the cap. <laughs> or wear the gown and think it's like a cape. Yep. I'm like a Superman, superhero. <laughs> I could use it as like an invisibility cape. That's quite a good idea. Why don't you just do like, just wear a pair of sunglasses? I am conscious nose. about, well, the good well, thing, conscious it, about? well, I think if I, if I had gone without telling everyone, I feel like this, this is like me telling, coming out and saying, I'm going to live everyone. Okay. I am. It's not like, I'm not going like secret live, secretly. Yeah, also, that's good. Also, everyone that's at live is also at live. I know, but then if, very fortunate when I go to golf events, get a few fans taking selfies, that then just gets shared to the, 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 next thing you know, it's on BBC News, 6pm, headline, dun, 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 thanks for joining us tonight. <laughs> Breaking news, Rick Shields attended live. In reality, what, what platform would that ever make it on? <laughs> I think it might make it on Golf Magic. Yeah, they're right. Have I? <laughs> <laughs> right anyway thanks for listening thanks for watching i really appreciate it um looking forward to another fantastic week content coming out of our ears i would even tell you on friday the video with me and pete playing archfield enjoy until next time we'll see you next time <laughs> <laughs> until <laughs> until next time keep hitting it straight and sinking puts and 
<laughs> and let's leave that there.